to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad said, whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juzamma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and inimitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. Before starting the, the tafsir of the surah, I'd like to mention one thing uh, before that, because this surah is basically a uh, criticism uh, about the Prophet It starts uh, with the words which are looks very, 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 very harsh. Uh, against the Prophet unless we sign the Prophet for some reason. And to understand that properly, one has to think about one thing. When Allah has chosen the Prophet Muhammad as the messenger, Quran said very clearly, Innaka la'ala khuluqin adhim. Innaka la'ala khuluqin adhim. Oh Allah the messenger, you are a great character. So Allah the messenger's character has been justified by Allah Taala. So the Prophet Muhammad has been a very high character. To that character, you never can find anything which goes against that. Allah Himself says that your character is very high. You are an, an great character. So you never can find in the life of the Prophet where you can say that he is not a great character. So first keep in that mind. That Quran itself says very, very clear that the Prophet is a very high character, big character. Now when the Prophet was made a messenger uh, and he has to take the message, like all the Prophets, all the messengers, the messengers start the message with the high people, elite people of the society, with the leaders. Many reasons directly. I explained this you know, in the, some course of Dawah, that why the messengers start the Dawah with the elite people. They don't go to the low people. You know, somehow because of the influence of Christian missionaries, now you can see many Muslim preachers, they go to the lower people. Because they have purpose to increase the number. Because lower people, they don't understand much. It's easy to convince them. So Christian missionaries, that's what they do. Muslims also have become interested in increasing the number. Allah SWT never made the purpose of Dawah to increase the number. Never has been the purpose. To understand this purpose, that's why the messengers start with the elite people of the society. For what purpose? One thing is that if they understand properly, because you know, the message is received by them because they are thinkers. So then other people, lower people will think this message is good. Because the people who are thinkers, they are elite people of the society, they are those who know things, they have accepted it, it must be good. Second thing is, when you take your message to the elite people, to the learned people, to the people of the culture, high culture, then you improve your language. You present your, your message in a way that they can listen. But if you have to convince the you know, lower people, they never think properly, you can talk in any language, in a rough language, in any language, don't, don't follow anything. That becomes very bad for the message. So when people start the da'wah with the elite people of the society, they get these two things. First thing is, the language and the style of the message becomes very high. You know, they establish properly. 
And second thing is that if these people who are thinkers of the society, elite of the society, cream of the society, if they are the thinkers, they understand properly, they accept, then people can become convinced. Otherwise, the government will think, oh, because you know, this message may be very low, and it cannot convince the intellectual people. That's why they have come to, to us. Otherwise, there will be misunderstanding. So first keep in mind that whenever a messenger, a prophet, they start the da'wah, always they start with the elite people of the society, with the leaders, with all the strong people of the society. And, uh, they keep doing this. And they're very keen, if they're convinced, then things will be easier. No doubt Allah commands that, and this is one of the reports that you see, when Allah commanded Musa sent making messenger, what Allah said to Musa Fir'aun, go to Fir'aun, the top person. The top person in the society was Fir'aun himself. Musa comes to Fir'aun. Then after that he goes to everybody else. You always start with the top people. Messengers are very keen to keep doing this. Why? Because they think if these people understand, then it will be easier to explain the rest of the people. So that's why sometimes they spend too much time with those people. And these people, because they have money, they have you know, power, very often they humiliate the messengers, you know, they look down at the messengers, and sometimes really, it becomes really like, you can say, humiliation for the message itself. Allah SWT wants to make one thing very clear. You have to start with the elite people, but know one thing, that the message has dignity, message has honor, Message respect. Don't actually sacrifice the dignity of the message. Dignity of the message must be kept. Meaning is, when you come to these people, they should know it is in their interest to accept the message. It is not in our interest that they accept the message. We Muslims always fail on this material. Why? For example, if any white person becomes Muslim, we make big news. He accepted Islam. It looks like as they knew his acceptance of Islam is going to honor Islam itself. That's wrong. Whenever people accept Islam, it should be very clear it is in their interest. Dignity of the message never should be sacrificed. And that's why if anybody from the society, lowest person of society, he comes to accept the message, he should be preferred over all the people who are not accepting even if they have power. That must do. The prophets and messengers, no doubt they have to start with the elite people, with the top people, with the power people, the people of the power. But they are not allowed to sacrifice the dignity of the message. It should not be seen that if they really they want to, uh, these people to accept Islam at any cost. No. It should be very clear. The Prophet because of the love of Dawah, because he loves people so much that you know, and he thinks really if these people accept Islam, then everybody will turn to Islam. Because of this loves very often he exceeded the limit. He becomes too keen for these top people to accept Islam. So sometimes he compromises his own dignity. They humiliate him, they laugh at him. He did not care because he's thinking, okay, they laugh at me, but at least if they listen, one day you know, it, it will be fine. So he's so much. The, and the Quran said, you are not allowed to do this. The Quran said so many times, messenger. it seems that you are going to kill yourself because they are not believers. The Prophet was so keen. So the Prophet was so keen that elite people, top people, they accept Islam. And sometimes, because he's too keen, he also sometimes neglected those people who are in more need of the message than these elite people. Because unbelievers of Makkah, they used to say that this message is not appropriate to us. Because the people who follow Muhammad, they are poor people, they are the people of lower class of the society, they are the people. So how can we accept it? So the Prophet was very keen not to be seen by the lowest people. 
otherwise it will again make them to believe that followers of Muhammad they are lower people. So he does not humiliate the lower people, but he is thinking in order to make these people to become Muslim, he wants to be seen with the higher people. So if the Prophet is preaching Islam to these high people, and in, in, in between, if somebody comes from the lower background, meaning a poor person or blind person, he comes. So the Prophet sometimes did not feel it easy. He preferred if this person had not come at that moment, it would have been better. So at least he could have spent his time with these people, then later he should come to that person and explain to him. He did not find it good. This is something Allah does not want. Allah the way is, turn to the people who need you. And don't waste your time to those who don't need you. Basically this surah has come in a stage when Allah is commanding the Prophet don't waste your time behind these leaders of Quraysh. Don't waste your time. You have to teach them, but don't waste your time. This is the thing. In the beginning, he has been spending so much time. Now the Quran wants to make clear you are not allowed to waste your time. And the Quran is so dignified, it does not need their approval. If they accept the Quran, it is in their interest. They don't accept the Quran, does not need them. The Quran is very, very high. You don't need them. And if anybody comes with the need and they want to take something from the Quran, you need to pay your attention to that person. Is it clear? You can see really. The, the, the Prophet has been criticized but has been criticized for something which actually again goes in his high character because one part of the good character is that you know you are so much keen for people's interest and to save the people even you don't think about your own life people laugh at you, people you know mock you, you don't care because you are so keen to save the people so this verse of the Quran that prophets are high character that is well established throughout the Quran, throughout the message it never can be influenced Actually, the Prophet has got too far in this matter. So this, this surah only has come to stop the Prophet from going too far in this direction. And to make very clear that you have to understand that now you have to focus on those people more who want to learn from you and don't waste your time to these people. You can see really, this surah has come to stop the Prophet from wasting his time. Now if you read some of the literature, uh, you know, which has come in the tafsir, that actually makes uh, things uh, not very good for the Prophet Because you can see in tafsir tabari and many of the books of the tafsir, the story is mentioned that, uh, like Aisha narrates, that uh, uh, you know one of the blind person, his name is Abdullah ibn Ubay, uh, Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum, Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum. He's blind man from a good family of Quraysh. He's from Quraysh. But he's blind and he's a poor person. So all Quraysh are there, but among the Quraysh, there are people who are rich and they're very respected and they're low people. So Abdullah ibn Maktoum, because he's a blind person and the poor, he's not so much respected. So Aisha Allah narrates that Abdullah ibn Maktoum, he came to the Prophet when the Prophet was sitting with the leaders of Quraysh. The big people of Quraysh are around him. He was sitting, teaching them and explaining Islam to them. At that moment, this blind man came. And he said to him, O oh Allah the Messenger, Arshid me, guide me, teach me something good. And the Prophet in that big company of the good people, he did not like to talk with this person. So he turned away from him. And he started talking with the leaders and did not answer this man. This is what uh, this hadith said. Another hadith is, again in, in, in Tabari and many of these books, 
that Abdullah ibn Ubayy ibn Umm Maktoum, he came to the Prophet sallallahu and at that time around the Prophet sallallahu were leaders of Quraysh, and their names are given, Ustubay ibn Rabi'ah, Shaykh ibn Rabi'ah, Abu Jahl ibn Hisham, Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib, Umayyah ibn Khalaf, Walid ibn Mughir, all the top people of the Quraysh, they are sitting together, and the Prophet sallallahu is teaching. And the Prophet was thinking that these people, once they accept Islam, you know, everybody will like Islam. At that moment, this blind man came and said to another messenger, Aqra'ni wa'allimni mimma allamakallah. Teach me and make me to read it from what Allah has given me. Teach me some of Quran. And he said many times. But the Prophet ﷺ turned away from this blind man and kept preaching to leaders of Quraysh. And that why this verse came in, in the Quran. And the people say, later on, the Prophet ﷺ, whenever he used to see this blind man, Abdullah Maktoum, he used to respect him very much. And he used to say to him, Marhaban bimana'atabani fihi rabbi. Welcome to that man about whom Allah blamed me. And Allah blamed me, he respect. And no doubt the Prophet used to respect him a lot after that. He, even he made him Muaddin. You know, he became the man of the Adhan in Medina. Though actually, for Muaddin, you need somebody who can see and who can know the time of the prayer. But still he made him Muaddin. And twice the Prophet made him governor of Medina. Because he blind, he cannot go for fighting. So when the Prophet went for the war for a campaign, twice it happened, he made Abdullah and Ubi Maktoum as the governor of Medina. You see how much respect is there. And he was raised so good in Islam that people say, that uh, when the Muslims have won the decisive battle in, in, in Syria, uh, battle of Yarmouk, uh, which really, you know, uh, Romans were a big number, and Muslims, you know, were victorious. In that battle, Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum, the blind man, he asked the Muslim uh, commander that give me the flag, Muslim flag in my hand. Because I am blind, I cannot run away. So I will, you know, because if you have flag in the hand of someone who see, when they defeat, they will run away. But I am blind, I cannot see anything anyway. So give me, so I can fight. And Anas said, I saw the flag in his hand. Fighting, and you know, I'm moving, and you know, not, not scared of anything. So, no, he's a good believer. But the thing actually is, if we accept these narrations, that he came and learning from the Prophet and the Prophet still did not teach him, it's not a good character. And the Quran says that you are in good character. Quran says about the Prophet, he's in high character. So we have to still really what Quran itself says. In the Quran, if you look in the Surah, it never is actually there that, the prophet, that this man was a Muslim. It's not there. In this, if you look in the story, in the books of the Tafsir, you find that this person was a Muslim, and he comes and learns from the Prophet and the Prophet turns away from him. He's turning away from a Muslim. That's a very bad character for a, for a Prophet messenger. A Muslim comes turn away from him. So, was he really a Muslim? If you look in the Quran, don't find because Quran actually says if you see in one of the verses, Quran says in, in the surah that Quran is saying, وَمَا يُدْرِيكَ لَعَلَّهُ يَزَّكَّ أو يَذَّكَّرُ فَتَنْفَعَهُ الذِّكْرَ You know why you are turning away from this blind man? It could be that he is coming and he gets tazkiyah. Means Islam. He becomes Muslim. If you look in the Quran, because basically used like in the previous surah to accept Islam. If you look in the Quran, properly meaning is that this blind man came to listen to the Prophet as other leaders are listening. And the Prophet at that moment did not like a blind person to keep. Blind man was not Muslim. He's like an unbeliever. He also came there, but the Prophet did not turn to him because he was thinking 
Quraysh again thinking the only people listen to the Prophet is blind people. So he kept talking with the Quraysh leaders, but not to this blind man. But blind man that moment was not Muslim. He still was an unbeliever. And the Quran is saying that, you know, why you did not turn to him? It could be that he listened to you. These people don't listen to you. Who could have listened to you? So the story from the Quran, what is becomes very clear is that the Prophet is teaching to people of Quraysh, leaders of Quraysh, and Abdullah ibn Maktoum, who is a blind man, he is still not a Muslim. He also comes to attend the sermon of the Prophet his heart is soft, thinking to understand and to accept Islam. The Prophet is very keen to preach him as well. But he wanted to preach him later on some, some other time. This time he wanted to focus on Quraysh. So he did not turn to him, turn away from him. That is what happened. So if you look at the story in the Quran, simple thing is the Prophet is preferring the people of the power, the people of the prestige, the people of the money over somebody who does not have power. That's what he is doing. But it is not that he is preferring an unbeliever to a Muslim. This is not what happened. Otherwise there will be criticism against Abdullah ibn Maktoum as well. Because a good Muslim, if he comes to a prophet and the prophet talking to someone, he should stop. He should not interrupt. interrupt. Quran says that you no know, believers, when you come to the prophet, listen to him quietly. If the prophet was teaching to the people and he is a Muslim, the minor should be that he should stop. He should listen to him. So the prophet and the Quran never says that he asked a question. Quran only saying that he came and Jahun Ama, the blind man came. The, the hadith in the books of the tafsir tell he came and asked question. But the Quran never mentioned that he asked question and the Prophet did not answer the question. It did not mention the Quran. Quran only mentioned that he came and his coming was not liked by the Prophet at that moment. He did not like it. It is not that he asked question and the Prophet did not answer. It is not that he was a Muslim and he wanted to learn the Quran and the Prophet did not teach. Nothing is in the Quran. Is it clear? So I am trying to say that you know many much material in the tafsir about this surah, they basically does not fit with this surah, message of the surah, and they does not fit with the main character of the Prophet And also the people who narrated the story, none of them were actually were that time. Aisha de Latranha, who is one of the main narrator of these stories, she was actually even not born at that time. She was very small, if she was born, she was just a small baby. Because when she got married with the Prophet, she was seven years old. So she never could have known this story directly. She must have heard from someone. We don't know who this person is. So people who are narrating the story, none of them have been at that time. So that's why I, you know, I don't support those people who think that Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum was a Muslim and he came there to learn Islam and learn Quran from the Prophet and the Prophet did not like to teach him. Because that goes against the character of the Prophet and that also goes against the minor of Muslim. And the character of the Prophet means that he is a good character. And also this is not true that he came and asked a question. Because Quran does not mention any question of that person. Quran only mentions the possibility that it could be that when you teach all these people, this person is more likely he accepts it. He is not a believer and the Prophet are thinking now he is praying to the Quraysh people and top people, he will come to this person later on. Even that Allah did not like. Allah does not want the Prophet to waste his time to the people who don't want to listen and ignore a person who could be listening, who could be thinking, to, you know, to turn to him. Is it clear? So first keep that in mind. The Prophet is a very high character. Then in the Quran, the Prophet never happened 
that anybody comes and learn, wants to learn Quran from him and he ignores that person, neglects him, otherwise how Quran can sing, you are an eye character. And we never, a Quran never tells you anywhere in this surah that this person came and asked a question. Why Prophet did not, did not like it, his own coming not ask a question. He came and the Prophet did not like Because Prophet was thinking that his life is far preaching anyway. For him, he can go and preach another time. This time he more focus on the readers because if they listen and when he comes, they will mind. The Prophet did not mind brand people. The Prophet has no problem to sit with the brand people, to sit with the poor people, he has no problem. The only reason he minded this is because Quraysh don't like to be in the company of lower people. That one. So you can see the Prophet had no problem with blind people, he had no problem with the lower people. So the reason the Prophet frowned from him is only in the interest of the Da'wah, in the interest of the Islam, not his own interest. Prophet is not getting anything from that. He does not want it. So the Prophet basically is going too far in this matter. So Quranic criticism is not against the character of the Prophet. Quran criticizing that Prophet has gone too far in this matter. Quran wants to start the Prophet from paying too much attention to these people. Quran wants to start the Prophet from, you know, from, from wasting his time behind these people. So that keep in, in mind. Now next thing is, this person who came to the Prophet the Quran says he was a blind man. You know, if you frown from blind man, if you, you make your face, can he see? Can he see? He cannot know anything. If Allah had not revealed in the Quran, this blind man never would have known. This blind person never would have known that the Prophet frowned from him. He would never have known. He did not have any question. So he never would have known that he turned away from him. When this blind man came, the Prophet instead of turning to him, he remained turning to the Quraysh people, frowned from him, you know, making his faith. But blind person never can know. He is not hurting him. But you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if somebody who comes to learn to, to a prophet, learn from a prophet, he has so much respect, even if he is blind, you are not allowed to, to do this thing. Even if people don't realize, you are not allowed to humiliate him. It is not allowed. Believers are not allowed to turn away from anybody who comes to learn from you, even if that person cannot feel what you do. To understand this thing, it is not insult that people not even insulting them. It is also insult that when you intend to insult, even if the other person does not realize. Now you see the value of the people who come to the Prophet to learn. People who want to do tasqiyah, how much value they have got. Their value is so much that you are not allowed to look at them lower even if they don't realize. You are not allowed to do that. How much value they have got. If anybody wants to learn about Islam, if anybody wants to purify their heart, anybody wants to, to learn anything about it from the message, they have got so much value that even a prophet and messenger, not, uh, for the sake of Islam, they are not allowed to look at that person down, even if that person does not realize. Still you are not allowed. Understand this properly. You are not allowed to humiliate any person, insult anybody, even if they don't realize. Never allowed. So you know, sometimes if we say something, you know, how can we allow? You never allowed. Always respect the people. So now the Quran is starting. Abasa watawalla anja'ahul a'ma. So Abasa means he frowned. And tawalla means he turned away. Anja'a means he came. And a'ma means the blind man. The blind man. So we know who the blind man is. Everybody agrees the blind man was Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum. That was the name. 
and from one important family of Quraysh from Banu Fihr. You know, this is the family of Abu Ubaidah al-Jarrah and many leading people of Quraysh. Abu Ubaidah ibn Jarrah, one of the ten people who guard the uh, tiding of you know, paradise in this world, and he was the commander of the Muslim army in Syria <coughs> and many places. So Abdullah ibn Maktoum is from that family. And later on, the Prophet appointed him as Muaddin and also appointed him as the governor of Madin twice. And he was also having the flag of the Muslims in, in the battle. So he's a respected person. You know, he's a faqih. You know, he's a wise man. So Quran is saying, Abasa wa tawalla. He frowned and he turned away. Who frowned? Who turned away? This Quran says, even actually this verse was revealed to the Prophet he had no idea what Quran is talking until next verse comes. When Quran says, Uma Yudrika, what makes you know that perhaps he has come to Fartaskiyah. Then the Prophet would have realized, oh, it is criticism against him. When the Quran is started, that he frowned. Quran doesn't say who frowned. Quran says he turned away. Who turned away? Quran doesn't say anything. When the Quran says that, you know, you don't know, maybe he came to learn something. He made. Then the Prophet, knowing that, oh, that day, when the blind man came, and I did not pay attention to him, that is actually the reason of criticism. You see, first Quran make it in more ambiguously. Nobody actually, not, if from this verse, Abbas Ausbala, you never can know what happened. Who is frowning and who is turning away? This also learn the mind really. Because sometimes, if you criticism very harsh, you cannot say to the person directly. Good mind, very bad. Sometimes you want to make it something like a third person. That way the Prophet whenever people, you do mistake, he never pointed to the people specifically. He will say, come to the people, make a big gathering, and he will say, Ma baru What happened to some people who do these things? He always used to address people in either third people, never direct. Why? Because asking directly, saying directly is hurting people. So you can see when Quran is you know, praises the Prophet, different, different words. Quran says, Allah the Messenger, you are on high character. When Quran praises the Prophet, they say you. But when Quran is criticizing him in this way, Quran says what? He. So you can see the Quran, Allah does not want to face the Prophet with this criticism, making him a third person. But Allah also wants to him to realize it. And Allah also wants him to stop this thing. So that's why he brings the next sentence where it becomes very clear that it is actually who is meant? The Prophet. The Prophet is the one who meant by, by this whole thing. Is it clear? You can say starting with assuming the Prophet as a third person but very quickly moving to him as the second person. If you read actually the surah from the beginning to the end, you can see very clearly the real criticism is not against the Prophet. Real criticism actually is against unbelievers, leaders of Quraysh. Meaning is that they, these people, they basically, the message has come to them. They have to respect the message. It is so dignified, dignified, and still they don't accept it. Oh Prophet, don't waste your time against people. You can see the whole surah goes against them. Not about the Prophet. So though the Prophet has been criticized, but the real criticism is against these people. Sometimes, some people do so much bad, and they are so low, that you even don't want to address them. You want to criticize them through some, somebody else, like one of the Persian verses, خُشْتَرَا بَاشَتْ كِسِرْرَ دِلْبَرَا گُفْتَ آيَتْ دَرْ حَدِيثَ دِيْغَرَا How nice it is, that when you talk about the beloved, don't talk to them directly. Mention their stories, you know, in, in the part, in, uh, as a part of the stories of other people. So they can know. You can't, don't say directly. So the Prophet want to criticize Quraysh, Allah wants to criticize Quraysh and their leaders, but not directly to them. 
directly to the Prophet but they understand that they don't, now they don't need your importance. If they don't listen, Allah the Messenger is not going to waste that, his time to them. So that way you can see the whole surah again, one after the one, goes against Quraysh, does not go against the Prophet criticizing few verses to make the point very clear. The point is, don't waste your time behind these people. That, that's the point really about the surah. It is not, and, and, and if you look actually at the story, it really establishes you more about the good character of the Prophet And no doubt with dua, the preachers, they should be so keen for people's Islam that some people have to ask them, no, no, stop, it is enough. You have done enough. They should be so much. And we people don't do enough. We don't do enough. To understand this, the second thing is also, the preachers, they must be keen for the elite people and for the leaders to accept Islam. As the Prophet did. You must be keen for that. Make prepare for that. You must because once they accept it, things become easier. But at the same time, the preachers, du'ad, they must know very clearly if anybody else comes, even if they are from neglected background, from the deprived background, if they come to learn, then you have to prefer them over the leaders. Any Muslim, any person who is interested in your message, even from the lowest background, he must be preferred over all the top people. Because the message has come that people receive it, understand. So never, never ignore people because they are poor. Never you know, ignore people because they don't speak the same language, high language. Never ignore people because they are not so learned. No, don't ignore people because they are not from you know, very high, uh, uh, from the elite society. No, you are not allowed to ignore them. If they come to you, you have to prefer them over those who turn, don't turn to you. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.